0: On this episode, we're joined by Scott Luton, the founder, CEO, and host of Supply Chain Now. Scott has obviously been very successful as he's built Supply Chain Now, which is an award-winning global digital content platform and robust community. But as Carlton notes in our intro, he is also in the running for the kindest guest that we've ever had on this show, just a remarkably nice person. During our conversation, Scott goes into detail on how he and the team have built Supply Chain Now into a niche media platform, how that has evolved over the years, and what diversification into new areas looks like for a mature media company. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and I think you will too. Without further ado, let's get into it with Scott Luton from Supply Chain Now.
1: Put that content down. Content. The so closes on. What's your name? Content. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name.
2: Content is for closers.
0: All right, welcome back into another special Friday edition of Content Is for Closers. This is back-to-back weeks with Friday yeah,
2: episodes. We're just kicking it up a notch.
0: We have the, we have really great content. We have some exciting stories to tell, and so we thought we, we might have as well. me
2: and Adam in person. We've got
0: people. That's
2: the biggest thing. It's we've got
0: huge game changer. Uh, each other in person. So this episode was with Scott Luden of Supply Chain Now, and I mean the story of Supply Chain Now. If you don't know it, is really incredible. Scott shared bits and pieces of it throughout our conversation. But what did you think, Carlton, about the whole conversation?
2: Yeah, good good conversation. He's just a humble guy, especially for the following that they have. Very, very kind, very humble. So, so really what they've done is they've taken this idea of going into a specific industry, a specific niche, and they've gone down super deep and found ways to make it more applicable. So now they're doing that with other industries as well. And, and I think they've got an incredible business model for finding things that may not be the most appealing businesses to be covering, but they're doing it in such a quality way that people are attracted to it.
0: Yeah. This is a classic example of an overnight success. Like if you, if you missed the last whatever decade of work that has led to this point, you could look at what Scott is doing, what his team is doing, the variety of shows that they have and be like, man, it's just so easy. You know, you could just jump in and start a media company, but you'd be missing They've been through iterations of just going deep into one area, being supply chain, developing an entire brand around that. And then now taking the byproducts of both the content that they produced all over all those years, as well as the lessons learned and applying it to other areas as well. So they are now diversifying when it comes to content, but I, th- I think the, the build up, the foundation that they are diversifying from is really, really important too when you're telling that story.
2: Yeah, that's super well said. With that, let's jump in.
0: All right, we're back. Another episode of content is for closers. We've got Scott Luton. Actually, I probably should have asked you that in the pre. Is it Luton? Luton? How do you how do you say the last? You name? nailed it, man. Luton. Adam, you're there. We go. Johnny All on right. the spot. I love love Scott. it, <laughs> Scott. I always have some fun. You know question or, or icebreaker to get into things. With you, though, I have a selfish question. Okay. And that is, you're in supply chain, you know the space. What's what's happening? I, is diesel going to be $10 by the end of the summer? Am I going to have to sell my truck? like What, what are we looking at here oh, uh, wow. from, from your
1: perspective? Change, change, and more change, right? I think these last few years, unfortunately, has really shown, you know, we hear the word resilient, you know, thrown around all the time. But really, we've uncovered just how fragile global supply chains can be, right? And how difficult it is to digest change while taking care of the the customer at the price they want it and at the service levels and, and where they want it and, and how quickly they want it. So it's really a fascinating time. I, I think you throw it on top of, I mean, you look at some of the historic things that global supply chain is digesting. We'll start with the pandemic pandemic, of course, right? That that alone has been a seismic shift. And then you couple that with, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Did, did you ever stop and think, you know, I've got three kids. How about yourself, Adam, any, any kids? Two, two little boys. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how long ago your, your infant formula usage was. It's been a little while for us, Mm -hmm. but when I, we're going through that left and right, I never stopped to think about what went into it, like many consumers, you know? So I never, of course, connect the dots until what we're seeing now where Ukraine is the top sunflower oil producer, right? In the, in the world, if I'm not mistaken. And of course unfortunately they that has been the wonderful people of Ukraine and their way of life including their business has been disrupted perhaps like they haven't seen in modern times and of course yeah. we hope that comes to an end but do you know who the number 2 producer of sunflower oil is I don't Russia Holy wow. cow so and and of course you know right now Russia is using as as uh, as many counter leverage points as they can as the world uh, thankfully has, has come to condemn what it's doing there in Ukraine. So still, you're kind of setting aside the human component, which is next to impossible. But if you look at things sheerly through supply chain optics, we're seeing more change and, and more compounding difficulty, old, old fashioned change, old fashioned challenges, and a lot of things that we've never seen before, all making it very tough to, you know, to, to serve your customer from a supply chain standpoint. One, one last thing, Adam. Because in terms of what's going on, where we're headed, you know, there was a report by a a variety of different folks. And we've seen global supply chain has seen more turnover than in at least since 2016. And according to some of the root causes here, burnout, Mm. and, and that sounds very intuitive, burnout. And while you can make a great living in supply chain, other industries are noticing The GSD type of folks that make up global supply chain, getting stuff done, problem solving, innovation, you know, the strong leadership skills, project management skills, change management skills, and they're, of course, recruiting from global supply chain. So, you know, we're going to have to get that, put our hands around that and get in the headlock to make sure that uh, we have the talent we need in the global industry. Well,
0: Scott, I appreciate you answering that, and the, the reason I even ask is because Obviously, you're very well-versed in supply chain. You you lead a company called Supply Chain now. You, you know you have been in the industry for a long time, but you, you left the industry itself of supply chain to go and build a media company, which is very difficult in and of itself. So what was the motivation? What was the impetus behind
1: that? So, Adam, you and I are going to have to grab a beer and, and, and maybe share, kind of compare notes on building a media company because, as you point out, it is not easy, even in the perhaps a golden age of social media and digital media right now. Right. Um, but kidding aside, you know, I've been a big supply chain nerd since my very first manufacturing plant tour, some 20 years ago, prior to that, you know, being in the air force and, and the military in general, you know, logistics, which is the backbone of global supply chain. That's what the military does day in and day out. So really coming to appreciate operations, coming to appreciate global supply chain, coming to really love manufacturing spending, uh, several years working in supporting manufacturing industry. Um, you know, some of the best people I've ever met, some of the best folks in the world that would rub elbows with and collaborate with and solve problems with and, and lose some of our nine lives with. And these folks, I come to, to find out that they deserve to have their story told. Right. So Mm -hmm. for me, for, for my why, you know, starting that digital media company was about You know, helping these folks get their stories out, helping consumers become more aware of what goes on in global supply chain, um, helping to share, of course, powerful stories, market, Intel, those problems and solutions. I think that is, you know, I love when folks, and and you can probably relate here, Adam, when folks hear one of our interviewees talk about common challenges and how they addressed it. And then we get feedback after the show that, that, you know, different folks are trying those same things. That is like man, that's exactly why we started doing this innovative ideas leaders. But you know, along those same lines, I don't know about you, Adam. We, we, we met, I believe on Twitter or, or one of the social platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've come to appreciate, uh, much like our relationship, these digital relationships and some of them become in part, you know, some of them become, uh, in person, others stay right there in those digital channels and some of those relationships are, are amongst my most valuable ones that I really sure. relish. And then, so for, the way I look at our, our media, um, uh, digital media platform is we also want to connect, help folks connect and, mm. and uh, find and build, um, and invest in similar digital relationships. I, I think that's, that's a unique aspect perhaps of, uh, modern digital media versus some of the traditional, uh, approaches, uh, media in the past. Yeah. So t- take us back to that, because I think you've been doing this for a
0: while and and what, now there are lots of voices who are doing this in the industry, in the supply chain space specifically. But I think you, you were sort of a pioneer doing it independently. So what did that look like? How did that start and, and how has that evolved over the years?
1: Yeah, Adam, great question. And I, I appreciate your kind words. Thankfully, there's lots of folks, not just in digital media creation. Right. Because it is truly, there's such a low bar for doing it, which is a, one of the beautiful things about it. I think 2.8 million podcasts, right? Yeah. And as we all know, podcast is just part of the whole digital media equation. And there's, and by extension, there's a lot more folks covering the wide world of, of end supply chain. And we love that too. But where I, I got my start in the good old webinars, I was volunteering with a, a supply chain organization that had a, had a broad footprint and its members had a really hard time, you know planning and executing on those monthly rubber chicken and and 1,000 slide <laughs> dinner meetings, right? That made up the association <laughs> landscape for so long. So I was like, you know, raised my hand and said, Hey, let's just do a, let's do a, a monthly webinar. And I loved doing live webinars. They all, you know, some are better than others. You're right. Depending on if the uh, presenter allowed uh, it to be conversational sometimes, but that's okay. Sure. Um Most importantly, it was allowing folks to learn and connect and gain ideas and connect with their fellow practitioners remotely, right? So, um, that was some 10, 12 years ago. Uh, and so webinars, that monthly webinar kind of led me to experimenting with a podcast, what is this podcast thing? Mm -hmm. I think we did eight podcasts our first year. And I think we published an episode 900 last week. Adam. Wow. So, Congrats. you know, well, I really appreciate that. We stand on the shoulders of giants, both in our industry and, you know, here at Supply Chain Now our team, but that that's where we got our start and, and it has been incredible journey ever since. Yeah, I mean that you you said that
0: I can't remember the exact number but over 2 million podcasts that exist now, I, when we first got into this industry about 5 years ago, it was under a million. You know, it was in the 700,000 range. Right. So it's it's been a huge season of acceleration for the whole industry. But with that Being the case, the stakes that you know the the points of entry are lowered, and so you see a lot of folks start, and a lot of folks get some momentum and excitement. That's great, but to make it to even, I think it's like episode seven, the percentage is falls off a cliff. So to make it nine hundred episodes is definitely something worth commending, and, and the endurance that you've had to have to do that, and I'm sure it's. One of the things that has helped you is the ability to scale past yourself when you're building a media company like that. It can't just be Scott, you know, out there talking and and developing different shows. So just be curious from a creator perspective, what have you found that has helped you scale the, the company and, and your shows past just you yourself?
1: Again, appreciate your kind words. Love this question and, and clearly you've been there and done it. It's such a great question it's so accurate. It, it is easy to jump in and start a podcast and, 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 and really be a team of one to do it. That's the beautiful thing of it. But the, what you're pointing to is that, is that attrition. I think a lot of folks will jump into a podcast, want to build, you know, build the next big podcast, which we love and then assume, assume that the monetization, uh, aspect of it is pretty easy. I'll get some sponsors, you know, I'll knock it out of a weekly podcast. It's tough to make money. It's tough to build that model. And then number two, it's also tough, especially if it's not your main gig and you're not making money yet, to get really consistent, right? Even if you've got the best expertise, the best voice, the most passion, you got to carve time out to do it. So, you know, recognizing those early challenges, I think for me, it's it starts with the why, and, and that's, it, it, I never wanted it to be about me. It was always, I want to build a big old tent with a big old digital family, and that's at the heart of, of who I am. A variety of viewpoints, you remember Baskin Robbins, right? Yeah. Baskin Robbins approach of creating different types of content. And I think, you know, about thinking of it far beyond yourself, you've got to create that vehicle that works for the others involved. Right. So all of that, and then some, so for me, it was like, okay, how do we figure it out? You know, this has to be about an industry. This has to be about a global ecosystem. It has to be about other, many other voices. So. Recognizing that why, then we had to make sure that at the core supply chain now, it was working and, and hey, the boss being the market liked it. So, you know, that took a lot of trial and error. We mentioned 900 plus episodes, you know, experimentation. There was a lot of experimentation. Some of it worked, thankfully. A lot of it didn't. (laughs) So, but when you, when you publish a podcast every day, Monday through Friday in those early days, sometimes Saturday and sometimes Sunday. It allowed lots of experimentation, a ton of experimentation. That was critical. So once we got the formula right on, on supply chain, now the mothership, which by the way, and I'm very humble about this 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 is our team and the hosts and the guests, but you know, supply chain now is ranked in the top 1.5% of all podcasts, regardless of genre. And that's, that's, that's something we celebrate uh, regularly, right? Regularly. So once we had the, the formula right, then it was about finding you know, kind of my, what I did every day kind of shifted, right? Because it no longer was about, uh, finding the best guests, you know, as much as I love to interview and love to share and amplify their, you know, their stories and whatnot. For me, it let's share that burden. Let's also spend some time every day looking for compelling, widely respected expert hosts, Mm -hmm. but also really understand how to create digital content that resonates. Right. So let me can I name drop a little bit, Adam? Absolutely. Yeah, I would okay. love that. All right, because we wouldn't be here without the Greg Whites, who who's my main my main partner in crime on supply chain now. He built Tequila Sunrise, a different niche, entrepreneur, MA activity, startup. You know, I call him a startup whisperer, you a know, different voice, you know? Kelly Barner on Doppy for Procurement and This Week in Business History, Kevin L. Jackson, Digital Transformers, all about digital transformation, which is a much broader topic. Uh Corinne Bursa. On Tech Talk, Digital Supply Chain podcast, and, and Mary Kate Saliva here recently as she's joined us to lead Veteran Voices, right? Which is which is really our pro bono pro bono programming. We had to find and build relationships with all those brilliant folks that understand what it's like and how much work it takes, you know, to build a separate brand, right? And and put in the work to do that as consistent. You know, if it's once every week or once every two weeks. You know, it's, it's a lot to ask. So you have to have the right folks, you know, leading those separate properties. And then I think once we find them and, and once we you know, build those relationships and we make sure that they're built the right way where, you know, there's incentive for them, there's incentive for us, there's, you know, there's a, a content creation opportunity, then it's applying the mothership a formula to those properties. we got to create that digital content version or extension really of their respective brands and then you know i don't know as as i'll talk about it out loud as i'm thinking out loud here adam it might sound easier said than done but man helping bring those new shows to life it is incredibly rewarding and and that all of that has been how we've made we've made sure that this journey we're on is not about my viewpoint and only my my viewpoint but it's, it's, it's about a global ecosystem of very talented folks that have strong voices that the rest of the world should hear. Yeah. I love that so much. That's it. it, If you've tried to create
0: even one show, that's a success, you know how difficult that is. And so I see someone who is an organization that's building multiple shows and these aren't, I mean, I don't think you would, your, your shows are not news or entertainment weekly or talking about the latest Hollywood. Maybe that's the next show you're, you're building, but these are, <laughs> these are difficult subjects where you have to have a lot of information, a lot of expertise, and then, you know, share that
1: in a compelling and entertaining way. So the way that you've done this. You nailed it on the head and it's changing by the minute, right? It's changing by the minute. And even the, the old norms from the old norms in a good way, they're changing. And, and also, also in a bad way, they're changing. You know, I'm sure you can appreciate this because you are a pro at what you do, Adam, really you do it right. You've got a variety of shows and I've admired y'all's approach as well. We both know that beyond the hosts and beyond the business model, beyond even the vision, you've got to have that top-notch production and marketing team full of experts hmm. because they help make it consistent and professional. And, you know, they help us meet that listener expectation or, or demand, really. Sure. Because if we're not meeting that, you know, they're not going to be listeners for long. It's a great point.
0: Yeah. And and you all obviously have a great team behind you. You you did touch briefly there on the, the fact that you give back. One of your shows is sort of dedicated to that. If you go to the, the Supply Chain Now website, it's clearly a point of emphasis. And I just wanted to ask you, it's not something that you see a lot in media companies. I think it's something that we're learning as a new industry. Something that we need to emphasize more with the platforms that we have and, and, all these sorts of things, but just talk about how you use the business in order to give back to these things that are so important to you and your communities.
1: Adam, I love this question because giving forward, as we call it here, which was coined by Greg White, you know, giving forward, meaning, Hey, I don't have Jeff Bezos money or resources, right? We're still a startup, sure. right? We're still a startup, but. I've always thought it's really important to give from what you have. And that's really what, when we say give forward and, and it, that's what we're talking about, right? Don't, don't wait to give until you've, you've made it big, which will, you know, that's good too, mm-hmm. that's, that's very important, but give all along the way. You know, I hate lip service leadership. You probably do too. Most folks do. You know, so, so for me, it's like, don't just talk about it. You do it deeds, not words. So it is important. It's, it's it's core to who we are as a business, as a culture, as a team, as an individual, a couple of our recent ways. And you know, we don't do it to, we don't do it to brag, you know, but I think it is important to do it, to challenge others to do it. Right. I think that's so important for us as a veteran that spent time in the United States Air Force. You know, we've invested in, in a number of veterans related initiatives, the veteran voices series I mentioned earlier. You know, that, that crested over 50 episodes, not too long ago. Wow. And that's, you know, as you point out, you know, the world stops at seven, you know, it's a lot of don't even get to there. So, you know, the investment that goes into 50 episodes and, and, and we use those brilliantly led by Mary Kate Saliva to lift up, you know, veteran issues, veteran stories, especially from a transition standpoint, which we, we've come a long way, but we've got a long way to go and to hopefully. Help inform, you know, things like hiring managers so so they can kind of connect with veteran speak and and kind of that veteran point of view. You know, on that show, Adam, last summer, I think it was, I interviewed a husband and wife team, a family of five. They led a family of five and they, this Marine veteran was, he and his family of five was living in his car during the pandemic. You're homeless. And you know, that, uh, as we both know, it should never happen. But man, if we don't, if we don't get the word out on those things and they were, they were bold and how they shared and very transparent in how they shared their story, you know, they will stay in the blind spot of, of so many, right? All of us. So veteran voices has been important for us from a give forward standpoint. We supported a great nonprofit called vets to industry that helps remedy situations like that. Great work. Brian Arrington doing over there. And then one last thing, because we're a humble group, you know, I'm very proud of these initiatives. I'm proud of our team that all grew up, you know, rolled up their sleeves and, and jumped in with an eye focused on action and, and outcomes. But here in 2022, major investment we made was our global supply chain and procurement awards. Did you see any, hopefully Adam, you saw a, a few things related to that this year. Just, it just wrapped a couple weeks ago. We had the, the, the revealing of all the winners. You know, is, is really, it represents our approach here, Adam. You know, we didn't want just another run of the mill awards. There's so many out there and not taking anything away from all these awards, but man, we wanted to bake our give forward, look and view on the world into that vehicle. So, you know, for us, again, you give from what you have. I think part of it was wanting to raise awareness on these challenging issues of modern slavery, which Adam it's on the grow. Mm. My slavery in 2022 is increasing that should blow everyone's mind yep. and, and folks should look to do something about it, whether it's voting with your wallet or taking action, supply chain leader, or what have you. And in conjunction is this hu- human trafficking for a variety of different reasons. So, so we wanted to use about six months in the, in the kind of lead up to the awards to really give these issues more visibility. So Supply Chain Now, Buyers Meeting Point, and Art of Procurement, who all got together and teamed up on the awards, we partnered with a great nonprofit called Hope for Justice who is on a mission, it's very simple, I love it, the singular mission of eradicating slavery and human trafficking from the face of the world. It's powerful. And look, you, you know, Adam, we hear a lot of countries looped in and pointed at when we hear these things like modern slavery and human trafficking, but but, but sadly, it's everywhere. Mm. Here in the States, here in North America, it's, it, it, it touches every country in the world. So, beyond raising awareness and, and raising and lifting up the mission to hope for justice is doing, you know, we're very proud of a check we're going to be writing to them uh, that, that's a culmination of the entire awards. So thanks to all the nomination fees and our, and our over the top sponsor. And then of course the work we did as a team. So that's, you know, when I think of deeds, not words. And when I think of real non lip service leadership. You know, I, I think of things where you really move the needle and that's, that is our aim, whether it's on campaigns we do, so our campaign partners or some of our do good, uh give forward programming.
0: Yeah, I, I particularly love that campaign around the awards. We are tr- at, at Heard, we've been doing once a month, just sort of talking to folks who are part of our communities that we give towards or, and we've been, and we've been trying to figure out how we can get more creative about it because as you said, when you're not Bezos, there's a cap to what you can what you can always, you know, just give right out of the the account. But what you all did was so creative because one, it 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 invented a new device that people could attach to and give through through the, the, the fees, as you mentioned. And second, it really gave actionable ideas to those of us who are, you know, we're not maybe Marines or we're not it sometimes can be easy to think, well, oh, I can't go do anything but to your point we need supply chain professionals who can who can speak into these things we need media professionals we need so thought that was super creative and i appreciate what you all did there
1: you bet adam thank you for that incredible partnership with those organizations i mentioned and then a variety of you know, team members that plug in different ways including that was a tricky production on our part and, and so but but you know what those be goals you know y- y- you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone if you're going to do some big things and try to move mountains. And that was a very, very rewarding initial project on our end. And, And we look forward to going bigger in 2023 with the next one. Okay. So speaking of the next
0: one, speaking of the next year, you mentioned you, you actually have some big plans in the works in terms of new content, new trends that you're following, new things, new plans that you're excited about. Tell us a little bit
1: about those as we wrap up here. I appreciate that, Adam. And again, uh, I love the work you and the herd team are doing because y'all get it. And, and, and you know what, before we talk about what's next, let's just, let's say that even though digital content and social media content and storytelling is more prevalent now because it's easier, that's a great thing. There's still so many folks that, that, that don't do it well, right? It's, it, it, you know, I love Ron Popil, may he rest in peace. I love that guy, but you know, folks aren't buying a, a sales infomercial these mm-hmm. days, right? No, no one listens to that, Sure, you know, set it and forget it. I love Ron Popil. Anyway, for, for supply chain now and, and our family, which uh, we're very excited about where we're headed, new hosts, new shows, new, t- new formats, new topics, you know, for us, Adam, well, we'll always have global supply chain at the heart of what we do. Cause it's who we are. It's, it's, it's where it all started. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a very self self self-labeled supply chain nerd, but we want to broaden our content and explore new global business topics. Right? I think it's important as we were talking about on the front end, it's not just about storytelling, it's about interacting with the folks that are listening. So I think finding new ways to engage with our growing digital family and ecosystem is really important will be a big part of the uh, months ahead our third generation studio is going to be built out in King Plow in West Atlanta. I'm stoked about that. Adam. I don't know about you, man, but you know, I love remote content creation. You know, we, we've been doing it since, uh, March, 2020, when, when our, our business kind of formed like many, right. But man, to be back in person, rubbing elbows, breaking bread, you know, getting those conversations in per, person is, it's, it's, tough to replace. I'm so looking forward to that, but you know, throw all of that out. Let's say we have the most boring few months coming up, few years coming up, right? You never know. We, you know, we should, we should be grateful for, for being here in many ways after the last few years. But I think what I'm most excited about and what I am, I think is my number one priority for it, very frankly, is building and growing an organization that our team members are proud of and love to work at and building a company that truly does good, mm. not, not, not says it, not talks about it, but in how they act and what they do and, the and, and, and ultimately how they move the needle. That's what I'm talking about. So that's, you know, I jump out of bed every day addressing all of that, but, but certainly working to serve those last two points because that's set the heart of who I am. And and that's a big part of our, our path ahead. That's awesome, Scott. Well, from, from my
0: seat over here on the outside, I've been watching you all before for, for years and, and over the years as you've evolved and I've really appreciated the example you've set, the way that you go about building. And I certainly am excited to see what comes next with, with all the new things that you have in the works. If other folks want to keep tabs on what you're doing,
1: both just personally and through the company, what are the best ways for them to, to follow along with you? I appreciate that, Adam. Thank you so much. Supplychainnow.com is the easiest. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or, or on Twitter. I love, you know, a lot of folks beat up on Twitter a little bit, uh, some of my favorite digital relationships and in-person yeah. friendships yeah. have come from Same Twitter. Here. I think you can find brilliant people much like Heard uh, on Twitter. And of course you can find, you know, supply channel, wherever you get your podcast from, and we'd love to get your feedback on that. But Adam, Hey man, I really, I feel a lot of kindred spirits here and uh, who knows, maybe uh, as we're talking about coming attractions there's some ways we can work together and collaborate. Maybe we'll have to uh, we'll have to catch a Clemson South Carolina game
0: next <laughs> in one of these times.
1: Maybe that will <laughs> okay. be on. All right. Or you know, we didn't talk about the NBA. Uh Oh time. man. I'm 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 that I'm a, I'm a bandwagon out Hawks fan. I love what Trey Young is doing. And and hey, uh, the 76ers have got quite a team. Maybe we can next season we can get uh, get in the game.
0: Maybe. I think the Hawks maybe have broken the Sixers for eternity last year, but m- maybe they'll <laughs> still have a team. We'll see. We'll see. Appreciate you, Scott. Thank you, man.
2: And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Content is for Closers. We hope you find this show really helpful as you grow your business with content. Maybe you know of other people who would find this show helpful as well. How about you send them our way? If you didn't like this show and you want to tell us that, then you can head over to contentisforclosers.com where you can send us a message, give us some feedback, ask questions, or find detailed notes for every episode. Until next time, keep creating and keep closing.